Attention film school students, here are a few announcements. Item one, some actors are character actors. See, William H. Macy. Item two, some actors are characters. See, Keanu Reeves. Item three, and some characters are actors. See, Val Kilmer. Oh, and item four, if anyone can find the film school janitors on their lunch break, tell them it's time to review Amazon Prime's Val. Call him Batman, call him Iceman, but he's always mad Marty to me. Little story about a trio of janitors. Might have heard they worked at a well known film school. They picked up a few things other than trash. They might hate your movie or if drunk think it's cool. Every now and then they get together for a lunch break. Trash talks a movie or TV or streaming. Rodney and Jason and Sean Bale clean house. If you listen close, you can hear kids screaming. Alright, so uh, it's just Rodney and I. We're going to be talking about uh, Val. Which when you initially kept going, oh, Val, you got to watch Val on Amazon. I kept thinking like, because you wrote it all in capital letters. I'm like, this seems like a computer. Like, is it a computer about <laughs> movie about a machine or a robot or something? That sounds like something you would call a machine. Yeah. yeah. And, and because you're doing it all capital, like Hal. I yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I looked it up, I go, oh, yeah, that's right. It's Val Kilmer's documentary yeah. about his life. He did kind of like what uh, Soleil Moon Fry did. 90s, 80s kid or something like yeah, that. Yeah, what was hers called? It's called 80s kid or 90s kid, something like something that. Something like that. But yeah. she had all her own video footage. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch hers because I heard it was kind of I heard it was depressing. Bad too. And yeah, like, yeah. And it was like... To learn she lost her virginity to Charlie Sheen is not something I... That was like when I heard that was a big thing, I'm like, oh, I, oh, I don't want to watch that. That sounds depressing enough. Because he's kind of like... Probably creeped on everybody then. And, Hence yeah, why he Courtney, ended up yeah, where he did. Yeah, tiger blood and all that nonsense. Yeah. But anyway, that, that's not this person. So Val Kilmer... Mm-hmm. Did the same thing. He had a warehouse. I, I was blown away at how many. Hey, they show him going through the videos. Yeah, he, he had a warehouse. He's done it his whole life. I guess when he was growing up, his dad mm. wanted, like, had cameras and stuff. So he always just grew up having cameras. And then he had. He said he's the first person he knew that had a camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then him and his brothers, uh, two younger brothers. Was he the oldest or was he middle? Like, was um, he had a 15 year old brother. Uh, younger that they said was more talented than him, but he uh, died early. In- right when he was fifteen, he had a seizure and drowned yeah. in a pool, and then it said broke his dad, broke the family. That's basically. the two you see in the two videos, and it did break the yeah, family. Yeah, so it was yeah. the three brothers, and then the one brother passed away, but it like really kind of guided his life because he was the one that wanted to make films. Mm. It's kind of reminded me of like you ever watch a TV show Goldberg's? No, I haven't. No, no. But uh, I, it's based in the eighties. But right? yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's the guy that same thing filmed his whole life. Okay. And so the TV show is based upon memories and vids. Like at the end of certain episodes, it'd be like, "Here's the real footage that okay. was this episode was based on," okay. you know. Right. And uh, that's kind of what it looked like. Val Kilmer's younger brother was in that direction or mm. that vein, and so he took the acting bug and kind of ran with it. Mm. Got into Juilliard. They youngest said, person ever mm-hmm. in Juilliard. Yeah, which I did not know. It was good to know that. Right. And I've heard things. I've I've listened to other podcasts with other actors mm. saying like how difficult it is to get into that school. So. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of it, you basically get a lot of background information into how where he started and where he's at now. So now what what year was it like in the last couple of years is when he found out he had throat cancer, throat right? cancer, and he beat it. He but did, it already did what it was going to do to his body. Yep, yeah, it destroyed his neck. He has to he has to, like a little tube in his neck that he has to cover to speak. Listen, like he didn't have to speak in this documentary, and he did. And you, he, he's exhausted when he talks. He's tired when he talks. Right, I always feel bad because he's like has to wipe his mouth because he's mm. he's still I think in. Phases of it, he was still he. I think he's still healing, mm. but he says he's healthy. He's beat it, but everybody looks down on him. I do believe he's going to be in the TV show version of uh, MacGruber. Oh, okay. How are they going to do that? He's. I, he'll just be in it. Probably d- they'll double voice over him oh, or something, okay. or maybe have him do it. You know, okay. just be 
but he's I, I'm pretty sure he's going to still be in it. Um, if we had Jay here, that's what I would be making him look up stuff. If he does show up in the midst of us <laughs> recording this, um, we are going to uh, have him uh, look things up. Uh, let's see. Actually, I've got it here. Let me see. Oh, he's going to be in Top Gun Maverick somehow. Mm, okay. And then. God, I thought I, I thought I heard he was going to be. He's in, in his 60s now, correct? Yeah, he's 61. So we've always heard growing up, like, oh, he's a difficult actor. I heard that too. Like, and you believed it because because he's we, he's so good at what he does. Like him playing, he's intense. Him playing in Top Gun, you believe that was this asshole in real life. Mm-hmm. And he, he said himself in the thick. So he paid two to people to get all the stuff together for him, and they made it for him. Like these actual directors. So for people like I, I watched a couple of reviews already, and people didn't even really know. They're like, oh, this seems very um. It should have painted a real story about him, blah, 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 blah. But then one person came out and said, no, this is done by two directors. And he gave them all this stuff and said, go make this. So he let them be really open with making it. So what you see there is what you get kind of with them. They found the narrative and made the thread. So mm-hmm. he, he's and the, the current stuff is he has his son filming. Sounds just Yeah, and he does like the voiceover him. reading, which sounds t- just like him. And at certain times, I loved it when he'd be like. And Doc Holliday was not a doctor. He was a dentist. He's like, what? He was like, and he, he's like reading the text, but then like having and, actual natural reactions yeah. and stuff. And you could like, I think the father son moments were his daughter emotional. too. There was, I don't know if you can tell how a good human is in life, but if their kids love them, generally love them when they get older, there's and no ex wife too, right? Ex wife, yeah. They, the people directly in his life, you can tell by watching this, generally love him. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, I don't think he came home and beat and drank or dis- mistreated people. Maybe being a dick there and there was a thing, but that's probably the least thing you can do now. He seemed and, this, I think the whole thing presented itself as like, he is a human, like this is probably the most human I've seen a celebrity actor of that, that caliber be. True. Well, him saying he, he would put in like send, like you think what you get, like you do roles like Top Gun and all this shit. You don't have to send in these videotapes to get yourself seen, but he was still like, he still had this drive and this fight in him that he was still making like videos like him and his brother made mm-hmm. and sending them to directors and everything and say, hey, check me out. I can act. I can do this. And he was still pushed and drive to do that. Even after he could, most people would say he kind of already made it. And he was still yeah, doing up that. to the doors, which yeah. is insane that it was like he tried Goodfellas. He, he tried said this. He walked then- in the doors dressed and looking like him before they even did like and his voice. I, I didn't know that was his voice. Mm-hmm. I guess he doesn't get me watching this. Realize I didn't give him enough credit as an actor. So well, like that's that. yeah. I think yeah. So he was he went when he's in Juilliard. Very method actor. They show footage because he again. That's what made everything. him. I think that's people say what made him a dick part. The method actor part. Because and he all, well that's why I think what cost his marriage to Joanne Whaley. So well we'll get to that in a split second. But like so in school you see the the whole thing. He kind of goes. I want to get to the idea of what truth is. Where's the truth? Where's the fiction mm-hmm. in acting and in life? You know and yeah. and and. That's the kind of mission statement for the whole thing of just kind of just painting a picture of a life, really. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the highs and the lows. And um, so he's an actor in Juilliard. And he really just wants that um, great American role, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the dream. That's all pe- people that are writers. I want to write the great American novel. Like, he really wanted to be in, um, what was that war movie? The one he oh, put in the like, but didn't uh, get a full metal, ja- full metal jacket. jacket. Yeah, he wants to, he wanted to do movies he wants like me- that. He wanted meaty roles. So his first role he got discovered because he also needed to pay bills was right. Top Secret. Secret. Which he had the look, yeah. you know, and he kind of fit that. And he yeah. was singing and dancing and doing all that. Real Genius was his next one. Which um, they really didn't touch on too much. No, I they thought, didn't. I was I, surprised. I thought he was more known for that than a couple of the other ones. That's what I thought, because that's the one. 
if I was going to pick my favorite of yeah. his, it's that. I yeah. love that movie. But they didn't really. No. no. And that was when the only thing they mentioned it was when he was on Top Gun. Yeah. They're like, oh, look at all of us have our own other movies out mm. in theaters right mm. now while we're filming Top Gun. Yeah. I liked how he said he approached that role because he was like, this role is nothing. Yeah. It's garbage. So he brought all his externally came up with a whole story and kind of mm. brought it into the role and made it be what it was. He w- it sounded like he was the one that kept the actors separate, so there was the animosity. Oh, he said him and Tom Cruise didn't get along. I said it was all on purpose. I, but that's, I think that's where the method acting comes mm-hmm. into play, right? Where people think he's a dick, he's an asshole, he's hard to work with. Because uh, what's his name's told? He does that too. Where River Phoenix, not River Phoenix, God bless. Oh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix does that. He does that. What's another known actor that does that? that people hate being around. Um, uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto, yes. And those are people I mean, like, two jokers we've yeah, got, of course, but. But those are people that just. Say they hate working with them because they become those. They live those lives. So because then you'll get certain actors that say, if you're an actor, you don't have to do that. Yeah, right, right. You turn it on, you turn it yeah. off. That's the skill. Yeah. But you know that this is this is the way he was trained. Again, it's Juilliard. They've got a higher sense of a higher art. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with Joanne Whaley, who is his co-star in Willow, he told the story when he was acting. That after, was a beautiful love story, wasn't it? Yes. He, he met her earlier. Yes. Go ahead, sorry. Well, he, yeah. So when he was filming Top Secret. It was all in London. So he'd been all in New York, California. Then he's in New York. Now he's in London and doing the theater and the stage. And he's loving that life. And he keeps going, basically stalking her as yeah. she's a young actress in this play. And he keeps going and seeing it over and over. He lo- but he, he, he fell in love from afar. He fell yeah. in love with her. Yeah, yeah. And then when he gets cast with her in Willow, which uh-huh. he considered kind of the paycheck movie, which is my probably second favorite movie of his. Well, I love Mad Mardigan. I always Mad thought he was great. It, he's so good in that. You don't even. You forget that it's You forget it's him. From, from Top Gun. He is a different person in every movie he's been in. Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. But no, no, them falling in love and him, he took it as a sign. They, he said, for that to happen, us be together in the same movie. I remember as a kid reading like magazines and stuff and mm-hmm. hearing about them and how they met. And they were like one of the celebrity couples I always mm-hmm. rooted for. Mm-hmm. So again, seeing them later in life, you know, uh, still being, you know, aware and wor- working together. They have two great kids. You know, these all like you said, they all seem close. It's a good again. She's a human. They're human beings, mm-hmm. and this is a very good presentation of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. The thing that looked like it was the biggest strain was when he was doing the doors. Mm-hmm. He was bringing Jim Morrison home. Yep, and, and she, she didn't take because yeah. she was. He was singing in front of her, critiquing, playing the music, playing all the music time, all the time. Talk. She said, he, "Could you imagine if she ever hears another door song dress for life?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for it's uh, probably how that it's probably how that went down at the divorce court. Yeah. So yeah, if they did Willow in '88, somewhere in there they got married. The wedding mm-hmm. it was cool seeing like certain cele- like oh, who are this? Oh, Madeline Stowe is there. Brian Benben. Nobody knows who Brian Benben is, mm-hmm. but he was in a couple of these things. Uh, you see the early footage of him seeing hanging out with like uh, Sean Penn, and that was that was humbling too. Like he got this role as a young actor in theater, but he he had the lead role. Mm-hmm. Then he got pushed back for Sean Penn. No, first Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon for the for, then he got pushed to the second role. Then he got pushed back again because of Sean Penn. Because of Sean Penn, and here he is in the third role. But then he goes in with the camera, and I like their natural reaction too. What is that? Is that a camera? What is that? Like it's the first time they've probably ever seen like a portable camera uh-huh. too. And then they both turn around. And I think they have the exact same ass. <laughs> at that point in life. Yeah, if you want, if they turned around and bent over. I wouldn't know who is who, and it, but not that I should. Right. But I swear to God, I think it's just a flat white man's ass. <laughs> yes, is really what it is. Yes, <laughs> Sean Penn and Kevin Bacon, two men who never worked degrees, a job in their life. Six, six degree separation of ass cheeks. <laughs> but like he goes, this is gonna be worth money one day. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, we get through uh, the doors. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I, did he ever get nominated for an Oscar or anything? No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, Doors, he should have. Yeah, nothing, he? no. Doors, he should have. Yeah, you would have thought. I mean, mm-hmm. nowadays. And then. Nowadays, he would. You get to Tombstone, another method acting where. Which he should have got. A, he should have got a thing for. He's probably. He's the best part of Tombstone. And now it's going down as one of your. I own Tombstone in like three different, four different formats. <laughs> I fu- I'll be your Huckleberry. I love fucking Tombstone. I love it. And. He was amazing at it. He should have won something for that and didn't win anything for it. Yeah, because that was one I, I bought. <laughs> there was a little time when Blockbuster was doing buybacks of DVDs, and I was mm. just taking in these cheap, dumb movies mm. and buying up a bunch of tombstones. Oh. And then, because they were so expensive, like $40, then I would go to Best Buy and turn them oh. in to get credit. Mm. I made a lot of money on tombstones. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. I definitely did like that whole like remember that story of the guy. I'll had, be your store credit. The guy had a pen, pen, had a pencil and traded it for a mug, traded yeah. the mug for a watch. Right, for, right, you know, it was like that kind of thing. I kept doing. Um, so they didn't we, mention heat at all in this. No, I think they did because that's what okay. he's excited to work with De Niro and Pacino. Okay, because right. he considered those two guys titans of you know yeah. method actors. Well, he's if you I think he's for his times he probably acted with every large. Even Marlon Brando. Well, he gets get to, the, yeah. Second. yeah. So the, the next one was the money role because it was like, okay, I'm, I wanted to follow my heart and follow my, you know, my mm-hmm. dreams because he had that whole plot of this land. Is Saint? No, no, no. Oh. It's uh, Batman Forever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he had that plot of land that was yes. his family's land that he had dreamed of making. Oh, I know. That was, that's. Well, he uh, bought all the land and dad, his dad talked him into buying all the land, remember? Oh, well, that was later. Oh, that was later. So this that, is two different times. Okay. Was, or was it the land that he owned from his father or the land that he wanted to turn into the school? Yeah, because he walks his dad along the ledge there and said, this is his all your land kinda, now, dad. He got the land for him and everything. And Yeah, because he was a real estate guy and he's kind of, kind of scam, maybe his dad got scammed as much as he Well, that's what he scammed. said. He was like, I had a choice um, to never deal with my dad ever again or and, and do this or pay get, off all his debts. Or pay off all his debts. I, Paid off, paid off all his debts. That's my dad. Mm-hmm. Which, like, again, a good guy. I really, really understood where he was coming from on that. I want to get too personal on this, but um, my mom's never going to listen to this. My mom opened credit cards in my name when I was younger, and uh, well, when I was younger, like 15, 20 years ago, and she ran up like five thousand dollars on my Walmart card, and I didn't know about it. And um, she bought us Christmas presents off that Walmart card, and I found out, and I could, I guess, like, fuck, I can easily argue with my mom. The rest of the life, so I, I canceled the card, and I. Paid it off for me. That was a lot of money. I'm yeah. not about Coomer, but I, I don't like. I don't. I hate to say, but I don't like fuck with my mom on that level. But it was my mom, right? So I paid off the fucking car, took it in the ass, <laughs> and uh, continued dealing with my mom on a, at a certain degree, but not a close yeah, enough degree yeah. where she could take advantage of me, right? And uh, so when he said that and did that, I'm like, yeah, it's your fucking. Like, you sit there and you're like, he was in a position like, to do it. That's he did mom. it. Yep. I was like, yeah, I can well, dislocate, never talk to my mom again, or I can. Pay five hundred dollars a fucking month on his car until it's paid off, and mm-hmm. that's what I did. And he's positioned to do it. And yeah, go ahead. So that's why he took the uh, Batman role. So now mm-hmm. that was something he told the story about when he was younger. He went with his his dad was a huge Batman the sixty six mm-hmm. TV show mm-hmm. fan. Somehow they had the connections to get on set, you know, mm-hmm. and see the Batmobile yeah. and whatnot. So then Full when the circle, really yeah cool. when the opportunity came for him to play Batman, he's like, every boy wants to be Batman. And he then thought the lesson was every boy wants to be Batman, not, not play, play Batman. Batman. He said he's some of the most miserable he's uh-huh. ever been on set. He couldn't move in a suit. He couldn't hear people. So people were. People that was generally, the part that was like, oh yeah, that's. People were generally mad at him because he wasn't responding back to their acting with him, because he couldn't hear them because of the suit. Or even just talking in between. Tapes. Yeah, could you? So people stopped talking. So to people him. stopped talking to him, and he, so he started. He felt dislike. And he said that. And he's watching Ham, like two other guys, Ham it up. Ham up everything they did. They, he said, and people would listen to everything yeah, it was, they did. Uh, uh, 
G- Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy and, Lee uh, Jones and uh, Jim uh, Carrey. And Jim Carrey. So having him on stage, he almost took a back seat to them, and he almost felt like not shunned, but on movie set he was a uh, he was put back the to everyone. Else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was- and that was hard listening to that. That was rough because it's his dream, right? Mm-hmm. From this little kid to. Not being what he thought it was going to be. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, don't. Yeah, just we'll keep going back and forth like yeah, this. Yeah. So then, yeah, that one when Heat came up as not the next opportunity. He was, was left crushing. right from that and went right to Heat. Because if somebody would came to me and say, "Rod, you want to play Batman?" Like, yeah, like I, you can always like, you can always picture yourself in these positions he's in and understand what he's going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the Island of Doctor Moreau was his big opportunity to work with. Uh, um, Marlon Brando. Which people always say he's another, really hard to work he's with, He's another too. method actor. He's like the original oh, method actor. So, so that's, maybe this is a method acting thing. They're incredibly hard to work with. But he didn't understand. It takes a good, dire- what it, it comes down to is it takes a good, dire- like they always consider it more on the director's shoulder to rein in and tell. Because there's a story. A yeah, yeah, I mean, you're directing, right? Yeah, you're yeah. telling, you're going, this, and this is scene, this is how you feel, this is the way you're approaching it, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Uh, sometimes you get, some actors that they'll go, okay, this one is your take. This one's, my, you know, th- give me my take. Mm-hmm. I'll give you your take. And then they just use the original take. Right. Um, there's the story of uh, Streets of Fire, which is a Walter Hill movie. Uh, nobody knows about this movie, but the actor on that is the guy who played. Uh, he was in uh, uh, Eddie and the Cruisers. I can't. Uh, Michael Perry. But he was one of these guys that was trained, theatrically trained and came on set Walter Hill, he had this vision of this comic book type movie. This It was like a rock and roll musical. It's not a good movie, but it's fascinating. It's a fascinating movie, but it's not a good movie. Um, but he brought, he saw him and he went, oh, this guy, he looks like how I picture this hero in my head. Mm. So on the set, he's like expecting to walk around in this trench coat. He's coming in town like, it's kind of done like this 1950s, uh, you know, gangsters are in town and this guy comes back from the military in his long trench coat and he's like the hero that the town needs, but... Mm. And the guy, he, Michael Perry, just kept going like, well, "What am I supposed to do here? Well, what am I supposed?" To? And he's like, "Walter Hill's this old like um, military war movie type director and stuff, action, you know, a lot of bigger. Uh, I can't think of any. I think other than Forty Eight Hours and stuff later, but he's just like, man, like you're being whiny. Like he just, and then they had this disconnect, and then that's why they blame a lot of that movie not hitting what it was supposed to be or wanted to be and doing any success. So. Similarly, I think that's what happened with this Island of Doctor Moreau well, director. The original director he loved. Yes. And they got rid of, that director left, and he said he got some asshole director. Did he in there. leave? The first director left because of Marlon Brando. Is that what it was? I or think so. did something happen in his life? No, I don't it, what he it said. was the second director that hated I know the Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando <laughs> uh, that didn't like him. Um, he was bumping heads with Marlon Brando all the time because because Marlon Brando would come with his with ideas and suggestions. But I heard Marlon Brando did it on a set of everything he did, and it was like crazy suggestions. He was worse were, and worse were, later on. Yeah, because. There was other directors that didn't like Marlon. Marlon Brando had some crazy ideas with Superman too. When uh, Superman Part One and Two, when uh, Dahmer, um, yeah, Richard Donner, Donner like said he would come up with these ideas. So don't do this to Superman. Do this with Superman's dad. And you're like, that's not the Superman story at all. What are you talking about? So but Marlon, Richard Donner was a commanding pre- like they yeah, always Donner, said he yeah. had a booming voice and he just commanded a set and just kind of knew what he wanted. He knew the tone. But that's when Brando in the second one kind of stepped back and said, you know what? I know I'm signed it, but I'm not going to do shit. And then he like used these voice overlays and kept Brando back in the mm-hmm. eyes. And he really didn't work with him too much on Superman 2, even though they kind of did Superman 1 and 2 together. Mm-hmm. And so like he like they said he Brando like comes with these crazy ideas that don't make sense at all what he's doing. But Val Kilmer thinks that Marlon Brando should be respected. And this guy's put his work in. He's one of the best greatest actors of our time. You should at least be open to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But they said the director cut his noise. There wasn't yeah, open. Frankenheimer yeah. was a journeyman. He was just there for basically the studio hired him to go in and just finish the job, yeah. get it done, 
probably it was like if you get it done a certain amount of time, you get this bonus. You get this bonus, and the, the Val Kilmer was not having it nope. because Marlon Brando wasn't having it. Well, Marlon Brando also, I think at that time, his when they had the double come in at that time, I believe his uh, son killed mm. himself. Marlon Christian Brando, Ma- Christian okay. Brando, I believe that's okay. the time. So that's partially also why he was left and was disconnected. But uh, the, I mean, it was just the whole thing was a mess, and again, not helping Val Kilmer's career. Val Kilmer was miserable on set, also, and I guess that. But you always heard stories about how Dylan and Doctor Moreau was like hell on earth to record. Even like I didn't really, I wasn't into movies then, but I you heard, heard those the stories. Story. Mm-hmm. So I've never seen. I've always wanted to see it. Because I kind of want to, kind of want to watch it, now. especially now with the animal people and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. Then yeah, he did Saint was another paycheck. Movie. Well, that was one he said he wanted to do because. Yeah, he, was a car- he got to play so many different characters. Different dress up and everything, yep. yep which uh, really which makes sense. And then Prince of Egypt was the cartoon at first sight. The blind, the blind guy that gets mm-hmm. his eyesight back. Mm-hmm. Like a rom-com type, but not a ro- romantic thriller, I suppose. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, though, yeah this is where it kind of starts dipping down. Life. There's like Pollock. I don't know who he played in that. Red Planet, Salt and Sea. I, I've heard good things about that, That's but what I've he, never this seen is where, it. This is when he started to almost disappear out of Hollywood. Yeah. And then Kiss Kiss Bang Bang kind of helped him out again. Well, Wonderland also sort of helped. Because okay. that was the one about John Holmes, where he was oh. the porn star. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yep. But yeah, it was definitely, it, it, it was, yeah, it gets less and less. Blind yep. Her Eyes, Mass Anonymous, Barton. Yep. I don't know any. Alexander he was in, I guess, for a bit. I don't, I've never seen that. But yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Was also uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s comeback mm-hmm. movie too. They say I heard those two played off each other very, very well. It's a cool movie. And uh, they, uh, for for the record, uh, for knowledge base, the first action hero lead character in a movie ever was, that was Val Kilmer's. That was gay. Yep. Was Val Kilmer's character in that movie? Yep. So he's he, he didn't even realize it, but the first action gay hero ever lead a movie, Val Kilmer was that character. So yep. that's that's I mean. He's, did a lot of good things nobody really paid attention to or noticed. And I didn't pay close attention to I watched this. No, no. Uh, so, yeah, then we really don't. He kind of really falls off yes. uh, a lot here. Yeah. So then that's when he decided to do. Um, he's like was reading a book about Mark Twain. He kind of had his Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, Hamilton moment mm. and was like, oh, I want to make a movie about Mark Twain. He is the American storyteller. He's the, mm. you know, the. He was had enough insight to really critique what America was. Mark, he was your your Shakespeare to American type storytelling. In so he was polishing it up, going, "If I'm going to embody this character, I want to do a little one act play, get inside of his head, get good enough with the material, and figure out the story, and eventually make it a movie." So he and he was also trying to fund his school because he had to sell all that land mm-hmm. that he wanted, and he wanted to have like a nice art school. Was getting into his painting mm-hmm. and all that stuff again, which I do like. His company is Val Art Limited. Yeah. And it's uh it's the same thing as like the tenant square. I can't remember what the word okay. for that is where tenant oh, it spells okay. the same no matter which oh, way you go. Yeah, so yeah. Val Art Limited, like the four, oh, okay. three three letters right. it's like it goes around, but it's not exactly like tenant. But, but I get your point. But it's yeah. a cool it was a cool logo. I mean a cool name for anyway. Uh he was using it to basically make money to get more funding and it was in the course of doing the stage productions, which I remember hearing about that, like, oh, it's his comeback. Everybody was like so happy, like, oh, he kind of found something that he's doing. He's Mixing his love of theater, mm. he's writing, he's producing. And then all of a sudden he couldn't speak, mm-hmm. and then that's when it was like Fight with took longer. And then throat. it was was he a smoker? Where did the throat cancer come from? It just I don't know genetically because I never heard about the smoking thing or yeah they didn't really never know. saw him smoking movies or I, I, not that I would know. I mean maybe maybe separate himself that easy because I don't remember ever reading like. You know, you go to the corner store and you see Star Magazine. Val Kilmer did this. Val Kilmer like I never saw those kind of stories with him ever mm-hmm. growing no. up. It was always like a 
uh, detachment separation of what did you ever you might hear through a grapevine, but there was no magazine gossip or anything like that about his life that I remember ever, ever reading about with him. Mm-hmm. So. so one movie I did see him in right after he had uh, had the proceed, like had some of his surgery mm-hmm. done was the snowman, which is the, Oh, they consider it the most incomplete film. It was a Michael Fassbender movie. Okay. Um, how did this get made? Which is another podcast. Uh, they, they kind of ripped the whole thing apart, mm-hmm. but Val Kilmer's in it, but it was right afterwards. So, He's doing the talking and they're doing a dub over it. And okay. it's very, very strange. And he looked bad because it was pretty fresh. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess he was in Jay and Silent Bob reboot also. I didn't realize. Uh-huh, I don't okay. remember him being in that. Yeah, but, do I. Um, and then, so yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be in Top Gun. I'm going to have to look into this. But uh, I thought one of the m- most touching scenes, the one that got me a lot, again, with signatures. F- huh? Oh, well, that, okay. Well, yeah, that, you'd say that one. But yeah. I want to say the one with his son when you see. Video footage of his son playing on a toy guitar, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to him watching his adult son playing the guitar mm-hmm. in front of him, and it was like something about that just got me because it's he like a story like he's life. A really good dad. I don't know that, but the vibe. The his kid, son. His son's not going to sit there and read all that stuff about and his film life. him and be with him. He did the fake fall at the one point, mm-hmm. which I feel like he did fall, and then he tried to play it off because oh, he yeah. scared his son. Yeah, 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 I think so too. But uh, go even ahead, the talk. daughter. He got on the phone with the daughter. He's like, "Hey, I'll meet ready? you when you're ready." Blah blah. And they get out and they're in the same house uh-huh. next to each other. It's cute. And they, it's just, I don't know. It just, I'm like, that'd be cool. If that was my dad. Like, I don't know. That's what I, you know. Because even when his mom passed away, mm-hmm. and they go to get her ashes and and like uh, spread spread her ashes. Um, you know, he has the emotional breakdown part, but all of them go. It's it's Joanne Wally, the two kids, and him go well, and kids naturally go to the mother when there's a separation. But there's got to be something that says that they kind of stayed with him, didn't they? I mean, I mean uh, we don't know it. We don't know, but I mean, it looked like there was some arguments at certain points. Yeah, okay. Oh. Like they did have the video footage of those older days where phone calls from him yeah. going off. Yeah. I mean, they didn't try to paint him as the saint like they, the movie, they didn't. You know? So this is it's not. So it's a lot of his footage, but I'm not saying he's a perfect person at all, but I'm just saying he's very, very human, human. in this. I think that was the biggest. And he's not an asshole ass. He's not a horrible person, mm-hmm. right? There's horrible people out there. Let's not let's get that straight. And there's people that are just dickheads, and he's probably just hard to deal with, but that doesn't make him a bad person. So um, when you sit there doing autographs, and he's after the surgery, and he's holding his throat down, and people, hey, sign this. Uh, t- I'd take you as my wingman anytime. Sign this, my wingman anytime. And he's signing over and over and over again. He, he looks broken while he's doing it. And when it's over, he said, don't get me wrong, he said he appreciates the fans, but he almost feels like he's showing appreciation for who he used to be. And it hurts him and bothers him and crushes him. And It really, it was, yeah, it was rough to see because you could just see it it's zapping out of him. Mm-hmm. But then when the he's... The movie where they were all playing in Montana, wherever they were playing that out, up at the, outside of the movie, he would come out and talk to everybody. And then it almost felt like a... Like a carnival, like come see the bearded lady, and it felt like, and it's like, oh, I ran them, you know. It's I don't know. It just felt like, it felt like it was taking his life substance from him. It didn't feel like, yeah. Well, he's trying to approach it now, where he he's trying to take the positive from mm-hmm. it, because I think that it's a situation again where people are for you. Like we've got the Renaissance going on, uh, Brendan Fraser. Uh, yes, I'm all for it too. So to me, I'm like, this is a similar person that is was misunderstood or mislabeled. Mm-hmm. You know, Britney Spears is having this moment too, where people are like reevaluating, like, "Wait, what do we do to what do we do to her as her dad? Just uh, he's going to give stepped a, away, stepped away from that, which is probably what everybody wanted." So. Right. So it's I think we're at a point where with Val Kilmer, especially mm-hmm. after this, people that are going to go see him, like mm-hmm. if he was around, I would go, see, you know, see. And are you kidding would, me? I want to go through and see how many DVDs I can get for cheap of his now and kind of watch them. I don't know. That's I thought. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I definitely want to go through the whole catalog and stuff. But uh, it, it, it was. 
it was a it was a it was emotional. Mm-hmm. I was actually very touched by a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to get you guys food and drinks. Yeah, he's not in. Yeah, Jay's now here, but what? he's. I yeah, he's not in. Uh, I thought. I thought I, I heard. Up watching Val, by the way. You did watch Val. Yeah. Oh, you we're talking about Val. Oh, you bastard. Okay, well, you can join in and say your say say your piece. Please, on it. yeah, please, Jay. I'll separate don't, this. Well, don't put don't play that right now. Don't, don't put play the food. it. Sorry, I mean, don't sorry, do I'm the food. It's noisy. Oh, um, it's our fault that you just now told us, and two hours ago you told us you didn't watch it? That's our <laughs> fault? That a, yeah, there's plenty of time. To oh, Mickey Rourke is in MacGruber. That's who it's, Oh, Mickey Rourke. I was thinking him. it was Val Kilmer. But well, I don't, mm, I don't know. Unless they yeah, come Mick, out with a Mickey Rourke uh, documentary like this one. I'm not really feeling it too I know. Much. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> but, um, so, so, Jay, okay, get, I'll let you get situated here. <clears throat> Why bother? Just keep going. So what? Uh, What's your favorite part? This tells your favorite part, and then would you, would you, uh, when you watched it, what made you like, I, understand him more? I didn't. Watch I didn't it? understand the whole thing. I so, thought it was a waste of my time. What part did you like the most, or didn't? Uh, like, the the part where him and Maverick faced off, like in the classroom. Okay, he didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Jay. No, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, you did watch <laughs> it. Oh, you did watch it. I felt bad for him actually. Yeah. I was like, I, I was, I was like, why the fuck did you, these idiots make me watch this stupid fucking thing? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he starts talking, like, oh, it makes. I was like, why am I watching this documentary? The more I'm watching, I'm like, oh, 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 and I kept myself doing that. And it made you, I think in America we, we unfortunately put movie stars at this pedestal of, of like, almost, almost inhuman, almost inhuman. And I think watching this, I felt really bad for the rich white guy. Right. <laughs> I totally did. He didn't look like he. He looked in some pretty humble living room. He was sitting in. A he looked like he was into some like uh, Indian shit, like oh, Native, Native American, Native American, Native American thing. Yeah. Um, Sorry, it was. <laughs> but he it looked like he was. He liked being. He liked. Nature. Well, he said he in felt. Nature. He felt. What was the state he always liked was New Mexico. Well, right? he lost, and probably I think he kind of went that way after he lost his brother. I, I think that you yeah. know, like mm. he probably didn't talk about it or bring it out much because, like, you know how. We were all assholes back then, and if you brought something up like that, people looked down on you or... or you had to play tough guy. Yeah, kind of, you know, yeah. But they said his dad was broken, and I, I just think when you watch something like this, you all it's a mirror. That's kind of what he said, too. It's a mirror. Mm-hmm. As an actor, it's supposed to be a mirror, so for me, watching his life story... Oh, dude, he he filmed everything. Mm-hmm. Like, everything. It was, and, and everything. it was impressive. It was, like, overwhelming and impressive. Was it not the... Smallest white butt cheeks you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Which one? The, the both of them. They were saved. That's what we're talking about. How they had the same as Zach Can you remember Kevin Bacon and, um, oh, I just lost it, uh, Sean Penn. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. I was going to do nice the work. symbol this. I was going to go. Nice so you did watch it. So you don't yeah. regret watching that as much as you do the other movie we're going to talk about later. I don't know, Which man. is about another, <laughs> with another method actor. That wasn't bad, was it? It wasn't, it wasn't a movie, right? I told it's you it's not a, a Well, it's not a movie, right? Yeah, that's for sure. At least you guys did that instead of do, pulling that bullshit before. <laughs> hey, watch this. We'll talk about we it. We won't tell you that there's subtitles in it, and you got to read the whole fucking movie. Well, you do want to watch some subtitles with Val, because there's not subtitles naturally, because they want you to get the full feel of him. Mm-hmm. So I did watch with subtitles, so I could. Oh, see, I always have subtitles, so oh, I didn't know that I there wouldn't There would not, because I, I want that naturally. Okay. I had no problem understanding him. Right. I didn't need this. No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't even that that far out. No, it was not that. The way he made it, like, when his son was reading what he wrote, basically, you know, I'm like, how did he get his voice to sound so young at first? And then (laughs) they're like, oh, it's his son. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, shit, he sounds a lot like him. Like, I mean, if you remember his older 
or from the movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he sounds really close to him. I'm like, I yeah, this was what we were t- saying. What, what oh. were some of his favorite role? Like some of your favorite performances of his through the years? I. I was never really a big fan of his, actually. Oh. You've probably seen him in no. movies and didn't realize it. Like, movie no, he Heat, was, well... I, you had you to see the movie Heat, and I know you had to like Yeah, I, I watched Heat. Um, also, was it Saint? Mm-hmm. He was uh, the big actor there, but that was pretty much like... I thought he was not really that big of an actor, though. Like, he was there, but he wasn't really... For me, anyways, maybe for the girls... Or the ladies, they might have been. <laughs> he was all I remember. I remember the Saint being a big oh. movie that came out that year. It wasn't. It wasn't a hit. It was oh, around the same yeah. time when like The Shadow or uh, what was the other one? Um, the, the Spirit. Like there was a bunch oh, of yeah, not the, the Spirit. No, no, no the um, Phantom. The Phantom. Phantom. I feel like I was it was like, all you're just missing Dark Man right now. <laughs> I might as well just there, say it again. But it was. It was around those like mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Trying. Hey, hey can, Batman was a big thing. Can we do these other pulp superheroes? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, people don't like no. this stuff. Dick Tracy. Yep. Yep. And so it all kind of buried back down yeah. to really X Men for that regard. But so did it change any con- misconceptions about him or anything like that? You watch and said, "Oh, he might not have had any no. conceptions." I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like. Oh, okay. Like real genius? Did you like real genius? I don't even remember seeing that. They, I might have seen it, but I don't remember. That's seeing uh, it. that was eighties, right? Uh huh. Okay, Most like eighty eight. A lot of was it? I think it was eighty five. Eighty five. Oh, longer than I thought. Okay. Yeah. So I think that top was his secret. Big top well, secret. Well, top secret. Yeah, top secret. I remember watching that, but again, I don't remember shit from. Yeah, that. I don't remember. Okay. All I remember is like uh, obviously the great escape spoof with him on the motorcycle, but the mm. big. The scene where there's a phone in the foreground, mm. and the guy walks yep. up and, and grabs it, and it's a giant phone. Big ass phone. But I don't know that I've seen that in this entire. Well, they, people said that movie doesn't get enough credit because before like all those other spoof movies came out, that one kind of was. Well, no, that was too. after Airplane. It was. It after was Airplane. a follow up. Yeah. What about uh, like Hot Shots Part Two and all? It's that? before that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. It's a Zucker Brothers mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. So all right. Um, otherwise, are there any other? Like last thoughts or ideas. I liked it. I I kind of root for him to act in other things, but I don't know how that's gonna go. <laughs> I want. I'm curious if he'll get health. If he can get healthier and they can right. fix his throat again. Mm-hmm. Well, they with the way medi- the medical technology and sciences are coming along. Who knows? Maybe in a couple of years they might be. I able mean, we'll to see in Top Gun Maverick, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's oh. probably got a couple clones stashed away in his <laughs> shelter, so he could probably pull one out and just have them surgically. Was well, uh, the- son? I mean, son. Oh like yeah, too. I he mean, could right cut his throat out and put it in his. <laughs> that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> Just like, does oh, his son look no. like he might do the acting thing or I, no? I he would have did it already, right? His son's an adult, right? Because right. my Are other we sure that's his son and not a clone. Because he uh, <laughs> that he's raising hundred percent the exact same voice. Was like, he's doing Mandalorian Bubble Fett thing. He was uh, <laughs> even Fett, doing Fett, the sorry. Star Wars. You know why that movie was called Solo? Because <laughs> he spent most of his nights solo. Because only one person watched it. <laughs> oh, hi. I'll give you that one. All right. <laughs> When his son finishes the final like lines of the, that would have been a hell of a lot better way he got his name. The document when he his son finishes the final lines of the documentary oh. and they kind of have that like embrace. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was again it, the mirror of my life and my experiences to watching somebody else that's a different life and different experiences. Mm-hmm. You find those moments. I think Where the mission, the mission statement yep. right the mission, the mirror was reflected mm-hmm. back at me. His mission statement mm-hmm. was you know it, he passed it I believe. And then, uh, yeah, I'm rooting for him going mm. forward. It was kind of fun to see him even in his healing state, we'll say, grimacing and looking at the camera and me still seeing like, oh, I remember him doing those kinds of things, mm. you know, or you even see it in the home videos of like, oh, yeah, there's there he is still. You mm. know what I mean? Like and then, like you said, he's completely healthy, but everybody misjudges him now. Mm. And again, going through cancer treatments. No, no fun mm, either. No so, picnic, no. <clears throat> but uh, would you recommend it, Jay? No. 
This week was a roller coaster of emotions for all the movies we watched. <laughs> it was. We're yeah, gonna, it's, not, yes, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster, man. It really was. I, I, I wouldn't recommend that thing the, for anybody. If, if you're into him, if you used to like him, you watch his movies and shit like that, I and think you have that's invested, fair. then yeah, the, all, it's all you. Go for it. You can or sit you through like, it, and you can be, feel bad for the rich guy. I mean, there's a big nostalgia like, thing lately. Well, That'd be good to watch. And I shouldn't say, yeah, he doesn't seem like a really a bad guy, you know, right. necessarily. So, well, yeah, what's the second part of that? That's it. Okay. <laughs> that, that, yeah, this one doesn't happen. No, I mean, he just doesn't seem like a bad guy, but yeah. I mean, it's just one of the things I don't think. If, if you didn't know who, like, I, on the way over here, I, I asked Mary, I said, hey, w- would you ever watch a documentary on Val Kilmer? Mm. I didn't tell her anything about it, like, any of that shit. She's like, who is he? <laughs> she, you know, like, yeah. so, like, I don't think the younger people would watch it. Yeah. How you know? much younger Mary than you? We don't talk about this. <laughs> is she for real? Uh, she's, hold on. Her, she's in her early 30s. Oh, so what? Good mm-hmm. for you. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your six-year-old ass, <laughs> right? <laughs> but all right, I, I recommend it uh, if you if you like documentaries about celebrity. Like Amy Winehouse is a similar one in this vein where it was about her life, and they have a lot of video footage that kind of shows. Well, you said the Punky Brewster one. And the Punky Brewster one. I didn't see that one, but again, it's in the similar vein. If you like that one, I think this one's from what I've heard. This one's a lot better based upon how I didn't hear good things about that one. So, and it's not weird to find out that they got like storage rooms. Filled with just video. Well, the Puppy Brewster one, I heard stuff, she you know? did all that. It wasn't like directors putting. It I think together. you're right. You're right. So they was they ever said it was a rough editing and watching. Yeah, yeah. She probably had more stuff she didn't want to give complete launch license yeah. to, and this one he kind of did. He just mm-hmm. gave it to these two guys, uh, Leo so Scott and Ting Poo. Yep. I'm, I I would say I'm gonna, at this point. I mean, I don't know what else. I know I knew you guys were looking at that. I couldn't move on from it. I tried to move on from it, but you said the word you know. poo. I'm 12 years old, dude. I'm this many. Right, seven. You said <laughs> poo. He's 60. I looked at Jay and said he said poo. Like I couldn't move on from it. Sorry, go ahead. I do think this will get nominated for <laughs> an Oscar, poo. and I feel like it's gonna win an Oscar. You think so? Oh, okay. For and best he, documentary. And get him out there again. His name out there. I mm-hmm. think it'd be a good idea. So let's be honest. He's. What was that? Uh, I, no, I, I, I won't say it. Never mind. There's a lot of actors in the 80s and 90s. You you now find out that they were fucking horrible, bad people, right? And like, something like off the top, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, and you were just, just regular. My just, hero? Just pieces of shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't hate to say this because it's been said so much, but your white male figures in Hollywood in your 80s and 90s kind of ran everything. Where it was mm-hmm. hard for females to come up and through things. But now to this day, 60-something years old, you never heard anything about that, like about Val Kilmer. It's almost like Keanu Reeves vibe, right? Yep. That you don't hear anything negative or bad, bad, bad about him that would have came out already. And it's probably just not there, right? And that's, so, I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, but yeah. Not all it, of them were bad people. It's just there's a couple of them in the right spot. There was a couple of them in the right spot. No, not a couple. Not a couple. A lot of them. If, if you... There's only a couple big places, right? And it kind of fucks and ruins everything for everybody. Dude, so. no, there's a... What? How many chairs are there? <laughs> chairs of three. Okay, well, no, not here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what you were getting at. Yeah, oh. I know what you're getting at. But did, so uh, I watched another... Oh, couch. I watched another. Sorry, casting couch. Oh, casting couch, couch yeah. Sorry. Uh, geeks and Wrong Freaks. Furniture. Freaks and Geeks. Um, who's the stuff that... Uh, everything's Franco. Coming out, everything's coming out about Franco, and then... Everything's now coming out, not just about Franco, but everybody else that protected him over the last... Since Geeks and Freaks... And freaks Seth, and geeks, but yeah, freaks and geeks. Even Seth oh, protecting him over and over and over uh, again. Horatio yeah. Sands. Yeah, oh. there's stuff about him now. What? Oh, who? Horatio what? Sands, who played Mithril, going back to Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, the blue guy. He's yeah. from Saturday Night Live. That they say like end of the '90s when he was on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I guess he groomed some young girl and was mm-hmm. like abu- taking advantage of her for quite a while. And 
that's all kind of coming to light. Well, just, all allegedly at this I just, point, we'll you say. You find but. a lot of people involved in that kind of stuff, and then you have people that kind of stayed away from it. Which is like your value. You can do it. You can't reach. You, you can be bad or you can not be bad. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to not be bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. not everybody does that stuff. So you're I'm, one of the people that do it. Or if you, it wasn't for doesn't. like, I think if it wasn't for like, Keanu Reeves being such a good guy, if he didn't do like the right movies or push his own stuff out there, even though 47 Ronin didn't do too well, that was his own kind of thing. I think John Wick, and, John Wick was John the Wick back. P- pushed him back and everything. And I think he kind of did that all on himself. Nobody said bring him back to all that. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. the nice guy in Hollywood gets pushed to the back. Michael Keaton just now coming back out and doing things again. Mm-hmm. He was known to be a nice guy, but because he decided to rest of that Batman shit, they pushed him and they blacklist him out of Hollywood. And now he's doing more and more stuff. These nice guys are making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Nice guy comeback. Brendan Fraser, right? Mm-hmm. We got the nice guy comeback thing coming out in Hollywood because the guys that wouldn't play ball kind of got pushed out of Hollywood. And now they're coming back because it's nice guys. Are, it's a place for nice guys to be now. So. Again, we hope. That's we hope. What the we hope this is what this is. It's about time they're going to give these white guys a chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, I meant nice guys. Like the nice people that. Nice oh, white guys. Nice guy. Oh, I, okay. Sorry. I misheard you. <laughs> well, Denzel Washington, nothing came out about him. He still gets his chances, doesn't he? Whatever. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, back to work. Back to work. Thanks for completing this course. For more lessons, follow the Film School Janitors on Instagram and Facebook under Film School Janitors and on Twitter under FS Janitors. Please grade, or I mean, rate and review this podcast where we may have found it, and feel free to email us at filmschooljanitors at gmail.com. Now get back to your studies.